You're listening to Q&A with Father Jay. I'm your co-host, the man on fire, John Sablon. And I am always blessed to be connected with my dear priest friend, Father Jay Mello of Fall River, Massachusetts. Hey, Father. Hey, how are you, buddy? I am good. And welcome back to another episode of Q&A with you. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Good to hear from you. Yeah, good to hear from you as well. It was a great episode um, last time when we were talking about evangelizing uh, family and friends. So I hope that was helpful to the listeners out there. I'm excited for today's episode as we got to uh, to chat about it, obviously offline. But before we get into today's episode, uh, saintly shout out to um, St. Paul, the great apostle. Um, and I think uh, part of the reason why we selected uh, this outside of being just the Holy Spirit and divine providence um, was really around this um, this passage reading Romans twelve two, where we hear from the the Holy Word of God: Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that you may be, prove what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And that's going to kind of set the tone for uh, today's topic. Um, and it kind of stems from uh, your recent trip, right, Father? Your recent uh, uh, trip out to Phoenix. It does, yeah, but. Do me a favor, share, share with our listeners, you know, the coincidence we just had of, uh, of you sending me notes and me posting the same verse. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, so for the, for the listeners out there, you know, it's, you can always see God's hand at work if you just pay attention. And, um, you know, as Father and I were preparing for uh, our episodes and, and just sharing some of the show notes to, to cover, um, I had sent the notes to him and sent this specific scripture reading, uh, Romans 12 two. And, uh, as I'm, I'm following up on some social media posts, I catch father's, uh, uh, story and on Instagram. And I see that he posted, um, a, a picture of the same, obviously it was at an event father, right. That you had where the picture of that scripture passage was on, uh, an article, uh, on a table. Yeah. So we had a party last night for our catechist and, Someone said, Father, give me a scripture quote that we can, you know, put in these little uh, napkin holders, as it were. And uh, so, that was, you know, it came to my mind. And, you know, just, it was a great photo, you know, it was the way it was set up. And so I posted it, and then I opened up the notes, and there it is, the same quote that, you know, and we hadn't talked about it at all. So it's certainly, uh, it's, it's a great quote in and of itself, but certainly one that, um, that, that helps us to dive right into today's topic. Yeah. And, uh so yeah, when we were discussing possible topics, um, this, uh, last week I was in Phoenix and I was scheduled a trip to visit friends of mine, uh, from here in the Northeast who had moved out there. Um, and I'm looking on online, I'm seeing a bunch of my friends checking in and posting stuff out of Phoenix, friends from seminary, friends from college. I'm like, what is What's going on in Phoenix? You know, I, I know there's, you know, great bishop out there, a lot of great Catholics out there, a lot of great Catholic things, but they're having the, the annual focus conference. You know, mm-hmm. um, with a lot of great speakers from, from really from around the world mm-hmm. talking to these college students. I think there are almost 10,000 gathered there um, over New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. And so I reached out to a couple of them. I said, well, I'm in town. So I drove, made a schedule some time on Thursday morning, drove down the convention center and was meeting with a bunch of my priest friends and religious sisters and, and lay friends. And they were telling me, like, Cardinal Mueller is here. Cardinal Mueller, the um, former prefect for the Congregation of the Doctrine of Faith, this mm-hmm. great German bishop, mm-hmm. um, had come to Phoenix to to be the speaker at this conference, and he celebrated the the Holy Day Mass 
on January 1st, the Feast of Mary, Mother of God. And I said, well, how was it? My friends were like, Tajay, this, this was the most phenomenal homily we've heard in such a long time. But that after, after Mass, all the priests sets out, and there are dozens of them, I mean, you know, lots of priests there, and they get into the back, and at the end of Mass, the celebrant says, prosit. Everyone responds, you know, you know, just sort of uh, an end to mass of the procession. And then he started clapping. And then the applause was sustained. And then all of the, the priests and the, and the bishops who were there were hooting and hollering of how great of a homily this was. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I gotta, I gotta listen to this. Mm-hmm. So thanks be to God they recorded it. And so I went on, uh, on YouTube later that day and with my friends, we were sitting around watching it. And I was like, this is great. You know, just think of this strong, orthodox, devout German cardinal. Mm-hmm. And then there it is, it's Cardinal Mueller. And, but he spoke about some really powerful things. Mm-hmm. You know, he really hit upon some of the real struggles in, in our society, in, in our culture. Um, I know you entitled um, this show here, um, Today's Poison, mm-hmm. right? And taken from one of the lines of, the uh, the cardinal homily, where he, where he talks about we need to escape this deadly poison of the rattlesnake or other serpents. Mm-hmm. Um, when he talks about this temptation or this poison that, that's paralyzing the church, because it's the the opinion that we should really embrace the spirit of the age or the spirit of the world and not the spirit of God. And then I thought it would you know it's something that invades every area of of our lives mm-hmm. and not just of the present age but from the time of Christ onward right there there's this temptation to sort of live a life of the world or live a life for God you know so what a beautiful image of you know when we're kids and you're watching the old cartoons of Tom and Jerry or whatever it may be and mm-hmm. you know deciding what do I do you've got a little angel on one shoulder and a demon on the other Right, and it, it sort of perfectly captures the struggle that most people find themselves in. Right? Yeah. You know, are, are we trying to conform our lives to the gospel, or are we totally giving in to the spirit of this world? Mm-hmm. The spirit, you know, that just says the things that the world offers. All the things that are passing away—that instant gratification, um, the the pleasure—all all of those things are going to bring you true happiness and fulfillment. Mm-hmm. We know it's not true. Yeah, and I think, Father, the, the the thing that I was excited about this episode was is I think it's 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 so um, timely in in you know beginning a new decade, a new year. Um, we have so much going on um, across the world in our country and in our church, where I can imagine a lot of the listeners out there, and I'm sure in in your encounters with um, the faithful, along with my encounters, that there's there's definitely some anxiety, stress confusion on how do we as faithful people live a life of God within the world, right? So that idea of being um, uh, in the world, but not of it. And I think that is definitely a question for a lot of people because they're getting a lot of mixed messages inside and outside of the church, definitely from a cultural perspective, right? But even inside the church is, do we bend towards the culture? Um, Do we try to make the church look more like the world and uh, as my my youngest son, uh, Miko, had shared one time with me, he says, you know, Dad, if 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 the Catholic Church looks like the world, what's the point? 
And and exactly. exactly. And and I think the the point there is that when two things look the same, one becomes unnecessary. And if the church bends towards the world and looks like the world, now we're just like the world with a bunch of more rules and, um, you know, and, and no real presence of God. And so I was really excited about this, this topic of conversation, Father, because I think um, whether even some of our listeners realize it was a question for them or not in this specific way, it is very much today's poison. Um, and every part of your, of your life is how do I live as a faithful Catholic, as a faithful Christian who professes to be a disciple of Jesus Christ in a world that is so counter church, so counter Christ. Absolutely. Right. But, but I think those to go back just a little bit, you know, when you talk about um, people question, you know, why do we need two or the two start looking like each other? Mm-hmm. Um, but there, there are a lot of people who, a lot of people within the church who will make the argument, certainly plenty of people outside the church will say the church needs to move with the times. Yeah. The church needs to update her teachings. You know, this is not 1960 anymore. This is not the 1700s anymore. The, the church needs to accept that, that people don't think this way anymore. But if, if the church bends to that, if, if we fall into that temptation, then what do we stand for? Right. You know, I think what makes the church, so the Catholic Church, the Catholic Church, is that we have not, we have not and never have moved with the times. Mm-hmm. And we have continued to grow because we're not just some stagnant organization. We are the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, we take the ancient truths that have been handed down to us from Christ, the apostles, through their successors, right up to the present age, and we reword them. You know, we articulate them in a way that the, the present age can, can understand them and apply them to their lives. But if the church is meant to just sort of be an organization um, and not the body of Christ that helps us to turn away from sin and grow closer to Christ. We're, we're, we're not the, just an institution, but we are a community of believers that recognize it's the gospel that transforms our life. It's God's grace that transforms our life. Um, and I think this is a struggle that most people don't understand why the Church exists. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, and just in saying that, I know I'm opening us up to a you know a 14-day conversation here and <laughs> <laughs> church has had this conversation for, for centuries, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the church exists to help us get to heaven, mm-hmm. right? The church exists to help us have a relationship with God. Well, if the church needs to change her teachings, her practices to accommodate the way that we think today, that's not going to help us in either of those pursuits, right? If we start, if the world starts dictating to the church what's going to help us grow in our relationship with the Lord, or get to heaven, I guarantee you none of those things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. Right? We don't, we don't need a church that moves with the times. We need a church that, that moves the times, right? Mm-hmm. That moves us to say, I don't want to be worldly. I don't want to be materialistic. I don't want to be hopeless. I don't want to turn to all of these things of just instant gratification to accommodate or, or to try to to fulfill this inner longing that we have, right? And this is where I think Cardinal Mueller just totally hit the nail on the head. He talks about faith, hope, and love, right? He says, you know, mm-hmm. the one who believes, the one who has faith, needs no ideology, mm-hmm. right? So the one who hopes will not reach for drugs. He's the one who loves, is not after the lust of this world, which will pass away. And I just think 
it goes, goes back to St. Augustine, we were created for God. And there was this deep longing in all of us for something. And how often are we trying to, f- to fulfill that, that hole, the, that, that, that gap in our life with things that seemingly are going to make us happy, but afterwards don't. You know, I, I use the example of uh, McDonald's all the time. You know, I, I can drive by McDonald's and you know, I look up at those golden arches and I see that Big Mac or that bacon double cheese, whatever, and I think to myself, that just, I want it. And then three hours later, I'm thinking to myself, why did I do that? And it was my, my body is physically suffering from, from eating junk. But our soul has the same feeling. How often do we embrace something, consume something, devour something that we think is going to fulfill this hunger that we have, this thirst that we have, and afterwards we're left feeling empty, feeling guilty, mm-hmm. you know, and and that's that's so important for us to, to recognize that we do have this longing inside of us, and what are we doing to to fulfill it? Mm-hmm. And that that, we're, that the world is offering so many. Th- other gods with small g's, right, to fill really the God-sized hole and void in our heart that we we know can only be filled by God. But going back, Father, to your point of the church, um, you know, Cardinal Miller is, had stated in his homily that, um, in quoting First Timothy three fifteen, that the church is the pillar and foundation of truth. And he goes on one of the the, the parts. I mean, his whole homily was awesome. So we'll we'll put that in the, the show notes as well for for folks to get to it because I think everybody should watch that 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 YouTube and definitely read um, and let that sit into your heart. But he talked about um, when you know you brought up this modernization, right? That a lot of people today believe that the church needs modernization, and and mm-hmm. and uh, his eminence was stated, and, and I'll quote: "But faith in God is concerned with the contrast between true and false." and about distinction between good and evil. What matters most deeply is that the faith is true because Christ is the truth. Only truth gives life even and especially when it is challenging. I mean, if that's not a mic drop, and he's got a lot of mic drops in his homily, I'm like, come (laughs) on, right? It's not concerned with feelings. It's not concerned with what the world has to say. Faith in God has to do with true truth and falsities and between good and evil. And it's like ultimately leading to the person of truth who is Christ himself. Um, you know, but going and going back to what you're saying, father is how often we as fallen human beings reach to fill these, that emptiness, um, with the things of this world, with the things that all often leave us, um, shameful, um, in guilt and further away from God and therefore even more empty and lost. Yeah. No, I mean, I, 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 profound things reflect upon mm-hmm. from, from Cardinal Mueller. And you're right. The, the, the mic drop minds in this, um, in this homily are fantastic. And no, he, he was definitely swinging for the fences on this one. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, uh, and, and rounded all the bases. Um, but it goes back, you know, the centrality of, of the message of, of the gospel, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he, he's talking at the very beginning about, you know, the church is in crisis. And he's addressing people who are, who are anxious, right? Mm-hmm. You know, people who, who want to live a, a good Catholic life, right? People who are, are trying their best to raise their children in the faith, 
but look around at a world that's becoming more and more secular and saying, how do I do this? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and we turn to Jesus Christ, right? He is the way, the truth, and the life. And he is the answer to every, qu- every question. You know, I do tons of counseling for people. You know, they come and see me and it's like, well, can we talk about this? Can we talk about that? It can be marriage counseling or people struggling with whatever. And in Christ is always the answer. And, um, and I think it's so tough for people to recognize that because they don't want to over-spiritualize things and they kind of, you know, it's like, well, I want to be a good person, right? Like, I'm not going to kill anybody. I'm not going to mm-hmm. cheat on anybody. I'm not going to steal anything. But they still embrace all of the, the ways of the world without committing sort of like, you know, the big sins. But the only way we do this is, is by truly understanding who we are as children of God mm-hmm. and why we were created. You know, and there was so, so much criticism of the, the Baltimore Catechism, right, mm. um, that people grew up with in the 40s, 50s, 60s, and we did away with that. It's like, because we need to, you know, have a more comprehensive, more integrated approach to um, faith formation or CCD, whatever they wanted to call it at the time. But one of the, the best parts of that is like, it would just ask profound questions and give you an answer to it. Like, why did God create me? Well, you ask someone who's, who's over 50 or over 60 who grew up in the Baltimore Catechism, they can sort of spell out that God created me to know, love, and serve him in this world so we can be happy with him in the next. Mm-hmm. Right? But it's, it may seem like, okay, it's just memorization, like multiplication tables when we're in second or third grade. But we need to ask ourselves, okay, why did God create me? Mm-hmm. And, and really kind of spend some time pondering that. God did not create us just to sort of live life to the fullest in this world as sort of a popular philosophy would tell us. He did tell us he wants to live life to the fullest, but eternally. Mm-hmm. And, and we could risk losing that if we embrace all of the, the things that lead us away from him. And, and I think it's so sad. It's so disheartening that some people do not see that there's a real spiritual battle going on in the world, in the church, and in the heart and soul of every person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, most people today are concerned about what they think is going to be World War III, and they're ignoring the spiritual war that's going on for souls, you know? for Yeah, souls. there's something so much worse than the nuclear bombs. Yeah, yeah, really. I mean, um, mm-hmm. and that's, you know, we're, we're experiencing, right, the final battle, battle over marriage and family as uh, Sister Lucia had stated. And, um, you know, I think what what's sad about all of this, like you said, Father, is that people are struggling to find reason and hope because they're looking, you know, the, the old saying, right, or the old song, right, looking for love in all the wrong places. And mm-hmm. and, and they just, they're, they're looking to the world. And um, what, one of the other truth bombs that, that Carter Miller says in his homily is he says, faith is knowledge of God's truth. In the light of faith, we understand ourselves and the world in its innermost origin and purpose. To your point, Father, you know, that we will never be able to understand who we are until we understand God because it is from God who we come from, right? And we think we just celebrated um, the first coming, the nativity of our Lord, and the elevation of our humanity in that. And to realize that our our purpose, our self-worth, our value, our identity comes from the fact that we're all children of God. And until you get that, you'll, you'll always be struggling. 
And I think that's one of the things that we have to encourage our fellow listeners out there is to ponder that truth, to ponder the truth of who you are as a child of God, loved um, so immensely, um, and and to to not do it in a superficial way, but to really think about that and let that sit in the depths of your heart and soul. Because I think that's what the world is missing is, is God. I mean, we, you know, there's, this is one of the three podcasts that I'm involved in. And I just did a podcast with my two sons. Um, we have one out already, an episode, and we have, we just did another one on the belief in God. And, you know, it's amazing to see my two young adult sons when they talk about th- this very same issue, Father, in their peer group today. Mm-hmm. That to say that you believe in God and yet your life doesn't speak to that whatsoever and yet so many people with power, money, fame, glory are still taking their own lives, right? Um, still self-medicating, still addicted in some way, shape, or form to something. And it's all because they're, they're listening to, you know, the whims of the world and of really the evil one. And what they're telling you, he's telling you will satisfy, which will never satisfy. And I think that was the kind of the goal of, of this podcast, if I'm not mistaken, Father, is to really point us back to he who is the truth, Christ himself. Yeah, you know, I think one of the the challenges that I'm sure your sons and their generation, or even us in, in our generation, mm-hmm. there's so many, there's so much cynicism in the world, right? Mm-hmm. So many cynical people who could be listening to us right now or listening to similar conversations and say, so what? Yeah, rolling their eyes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think to myself, so what? What matters is that there's so much sadness in this world. What matters is that there's so many people who are longing for more, and God created us for more. Mm-hmm. And when when we have experienced something so great, that's knowing that God loves us, is knowing that, that He has created us for more. He's created us to experience His divine life. You know, that, that beautiful line, that God became man so that we could become like God, mm-hmm. so that we could experience divine life. I think to myself, the reason it's worth it, the reason we, you know, we, we answer you know, that question, so what, is because I'm sure I am, I know you are, I'm sure your sons are, and, and many you know, people are passionate about their faith. They're so sick of seeing people so sad, mm-hmm. so anxious, so hopeless, turning to the things that are not bringing them, them happiness. And when we have it, we can't help but want to share it with other people, right? Amen. Yeah. And and this is um, what I think Cardinal Mueller hit so well, is he recognizes the real crisis in the Church. And it's a crisis for all of us, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're all tempted to, you know, or, or lured in by, by things that are, you know, we think it makes happy. It would be the a new car or better clothes or a bigger house or a fancy vacation or all these things. And, and all those things are great. You know, there's nothing wrong with any of those things mm-hmm. that I just mentioned. And you can be a great, devout, holy, saintly Catholic and have a nice car, have a nice vacation, whatever it may be. As long as those things don't own you. Yeah. As long as our identity is not taken up and, you know, what are people going to think of me if, if I'm wearing this non-name brand, you know, jacket or sneakers or whatever it may be? Like, who cares? Mm-hmm. Really, at the end of the day, um, but there's so much sadness. And that's the you know some people who are out there listening who are saying you know so what? Who cares? So what? Who cares? There's so many people who are, are unhappy and we're sick of seeing it, and it's a poison. 
in our society. It's a poison in our church. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have the antidote to that, right? And it's, you know, living, um, living a life in, in relation with Jesus Christ. And, and that is something that it, sometimes it's tough to put into words, right? Mm-hmm. It's relationship with our creator. Um, and sometimes I find myself struggling. I mean, you get so worked up, so passionate about it. You want to, you want to share it. And sometimes you almost at a loss of words. Mm-hmm. Well, but, I, but I think, you know, one of, one of the images in the, in the gospel, um, that, that's so, so great is when people first discover Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, you know, where are you staying? He says, come and see. Mm-hmm. Right? Because it is an invitation to see and experience something that really can't be put into words. You know, we were talking about it in the last show, my, my visit to the Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've seen pictures of it. I've seen videos of it. You cannot put into words how beautiful this is. Mm-hmm. Like I was sending photos and taking selfies, sending to my family, putting them on social media. The photos do no justice to how beautiful that is. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with our relationship with our Lord. Right? You, you can't put it in a picture. You can't put it in words. You can't put it in a book. You have to experience it for yourself. And what's, what's amazing about that too, Father, is somebody who has the same experience needs no words, but they know exactly what you're talking about. Exactly. You know? Um, and, and those relationships mm-hmm. are so blessed. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, you know, when I was in, in Phoenix and I had some time to spend with, with priest friends or, you know, the religious sisters, when you're on the same page with someone, when you have the same conviction, it is, it's so amazing. It's mm-hmm. so great. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, he speaks to the, to the family of God, to the body of Christ, because, um, I feel that way, you know, you and I haven't seen each other in years, but yet we've seen each other, you know? Um, and, yeah. and I think, but we're rooted in Christ. We're rooting in something that's outside of ourselves. We're rooted in, in, you know, the God man. And, and there, there's nothing more powerful than that. It's a supernatural love right that we have um and you know i i don't think it's something that could be pondered i don't care um you know how much we work at this i think ultimately we won't know until we have the beatific vision right so we're with our lord himself then then we will have only love left right faith and hope are not 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 necessary anymore and i think but when we, we we have our band of brethren here on earth um when we're rooted in faith and we're rooted in God, yeah, we need no words because we know um, if we truly encountered God uh, in, in that mystical sense. Um, so, so Father, as we kind of wrap up this episode, maybe some, some parting words because for the listeners out there, maybe they hear it like, okay, yeah, you know, we're all tempted. I mean, we just, we're just entering, we're still in the first month of the new year, right? We're not even, um, mm-hmm. we're, we're, you know, eight days from, uh, you know, removed from January 1st. And a lot of people, it's interesting as you'll see, you know, some of the most um, well-known resolutions, quote unquote, um, are are everything to do with kind of self-help diets, exercise, quit smoking, read more, and none of it. There's not one on that top 10 list, according to most, you know, uh, marketing data out there that has to do with God. Right. Has It all has to do with something of the world or something that's focused on self. And now, eating healthier, not smoking, reading more, are those things in themselves bad? No, of course not. But ultimately, that's not going to fulfill you. That's not going to speak to uh, all of a sudden an amazing 2020. Um, 
But what can we share with our, our, you know, as we, as we bring this episode to an end with some of the brothers and sisters out there that uh, they hear what we're saying, they want to ponder that, what can we give them as far as uh, turning away from today's poison and really turning towards uh, he who is God? Before we get to that, I want to address something you just said a second ago about you and I have not having seen each other in a number of years. Mm-hmm. We need to fix that. You need to come out to, to Massachusetts yeah. and come to Fenway Park and Gillette Stadium so I can show you <laughs> true joy. And <laughs> Just not this year. Yeah. It's a rough year for us. But next year, when Tom Brady is, is back playing for the Patriots and uh, working on another ring, then you come out here oh, gosh. And, uh, and come and see. Come and see. And I'll show you the great joy. So for the listeners um, out there, Father's, <laughs> Father's taking a jab at me because he knows I'm a Raider fan, so I need prayers. Um, and and the, only, the only joy we get is when other people lose. <laughs> so. But I also know I'm never going to convert you either. So, <laughs> um, But on, on a serious note, I, I think, um, you know, two couple of things. You know, one, as I mentioned with, with the, uh, the, the catechism, the Baltimore catechism, you know, mm-hmm. why did God create? It's, it's, it's a great question mm-hmm. to ponder. Um, you know, we know the answer, you know, to, to love God, to, to know Him, to serve Him in this world. But, but I think just to kind of reflect on that in our own life, to say, why did God create me? Mm-hmm. Um, can be a great way um, to start this, because once we understand why He created us, that has implications on how we live our life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like when people start using those news resolutions to, okay, they realize that God gave them this body, you know, and whether it be just because they want to look great on the beach or they want to be healthy, whatever it may be, um, you know, God gave us something. And how are we using that to its fullest potential? Um, I think it's also important is to maybe use the title of, of today's show to ask the second question, what, what are the real poisons out there that could be har- harming my relationship with God, with one another, you know, or with, even with myself? Mm-hmm. You know, am I embracing... The, the poison of this world unknowingly or even knowingly and carelessly, right? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, is it an ideology? You know, is it some worldly drug, you know, that, that we're just kind of consuming? Um, what, what is it that is a poison in, in our own life? And I think these are, you know, some maybe, maybe abstract questions to ask, um, but, but things that I think in our own prayer, to be very helpful in, in our own growing in our relationship with our Lord. Right. But, mm-hmm. but I certainly think reading through this homily, um, you know, sitting with it, kind of taking it, you know, paragraph at a time. And there's a lot to uh, digest here. Um, but, but I think it's, it's I'd, I'd recommend it to anyone to read because it's, it's so beautifully written, it's beautifully spoken. Um, and, and I think it really speaks to a real crisis in, in the world and a crisis in the church. Mm-hmm. That would be my, my take, my advice on, uh, on this year. Yeah, no, it's great father to, um, to have, uh, that advice. And I think the one thing I would just add to it and, and, and kind of speaks to yesterday's gospel reading in Mark that we, when we, you know, when the disciples encountered, uh, you know, Jesus and they thought he was a ghost, right. When he was, uh, uh, walking on sea, and, uh, you know, his words were, take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. And I think that's, that's something for all of us to really meditate and pray on, that in the midst of a very chaotic and perhaps stressful world, um, 
maybe your life speaks to that because of whatever you may be going through at this point, whether that be health issues, um, loss of loved ones, you're mourning something, um, perhaps employment is an issue. Um, maybe you're just battling with the relationship with God. Maybe you've been hurt by the church or by someone close to you. Um, that in the end, all we're trying to do is point you to Christ, who himself says, take courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. And so um, that being said, Father, if um, it was another joy, time flies when you're having fun. And I definitely have fun with you. Um, can you please uh, give us your priestly blessing? Sure. Through the intercession of our Blessed Mother, St. Joseph and St. Michael the Archangel, may Almighty God bless you all who are listening. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And um, I just want to thank all the listeners again out there for joining Father Jay Mello and I for another episode of Q&A with Father Jay. Um, we continue to pray for you and for your families, and we hope that you uh, continue to have a blessed 2020. Please follow us, subscribe, like, and comment, and let us know what questions you may have that hopefully Father Jay and I, and if not us, um, the Holy Church can help you find answers. God bless you.